Welcome back to the Long and Hard Podcast. This is episode 18 with real estate flipper extraordinaire, Sean Thomas. It's uh, episode 16, just uh, episode 16 for the record. I failed math, so thanks to be over. Thanks for being over there and chiming in. But... Yeah, it's a good thing <laughs> that we have me as producer of this intro and not <laughs> just you. Yeah. This episode is absolutely fantastic, even though it is episode 16. And we have a lot of information for you. So if you're interested in real estate investing, this is the episode to listen to. There's that episode with us talking about becoming a real estate agent. That one's okay. But I mean, if you're interested in investing, this is the one. Definitely. It's a little more uh, applicable to everyone. Like obviously being a realtor is pretty specific, right? This is true. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I think uh, it, it was really interesting to hear just his experience uh he's successfully flipped a couple homes now uh you know so part of that too and part of our kind of message is like you're you're not done you're always learning um and you know as you'll see from a clip i play for sean in this show it's sort of like fetishized uh home flipping and where it's something very we're all sort of know about from those goddamn hgtv shows and shit as our generation right so it's really cool to get some insight on someone actually walking the walk in and the successfully business doing it and has succeeded so far and you know just learning some insight and uh yeah and you know if you want to build some long-term wealth for yourself this could be a good place to start his mentality is really good too i like how he's really focused on continuing to learn and all that so you get to see that in this episode so without further ado here we go every day i'm hustling every day i'm hustling every day i'm hustling the youtube ones if you watched any of the earlier ones um were uh we're like that straight. was that was technically live and then we would like download it okay and then post the audio afterwards sort of yeah. thing so right? you could actually watch it 100 percent live if you wanted to yeah. but nah yeah. Nobody's going to watch us rambling on a Google Hangout. For, so, so. Yeah, it's better to yeah. have this kind of set up yeah. and bring people in. Did so. you uh, did you li- happen to listen to any of the other ones? I listened to it's the okay one to on say no. the two of you guys. Oh, okay. He was talking about like how to basically enter the real estate game. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, what, sure. what you would do to be a realtor. That's yeah. actually like our so. most listened to one on SoundCloud, I want to say. Is it? Yeah. I think you're... Oh, but you're... I think... Or it would be a tie between that and the one of yours because on SoundCloud, and maybe you know about this from Instagram, you know there's like comment pods where like okay. there'll be like kind of private groups. So like when you post a picture, oh. like a million people will go comment and like it and stuff. And that video so then that hit. tells the algorithm like, oh, this is a hot picture. So it shows it. And SoundCloud has the same thing. If it's getting a lot of likes and comments, it'll like do that. So because we yeah. literally overnight, like most of our listens come like right after release and then kind of like trickle for mm-hmm. the next week or whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like the last day of it, this one got like 40 listens overnight, which was <laughs> a lot out of nowhere. <laughs> so it was just like probably random people overseas or whatever. I yeah. just thought it, we were doing a really good real estate podcast. I mean, probably. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So like for you, I don't know. Did was there anything interesting, or is that kind of like a route you want to go, like being a realtor, or like? Well, no. like for me, I don't know. I mean, I'm mixed because 
the benefit of being private is like I can kind of leverage and explore different financing options, right? Like I can do yeah. uh, agreement for sale, seller financing, buyer yeah. like this sort of stuff. So yeah, right, whereas right. an agent, you're limited in in doing different financing. Yeah, I guess you have uh, to do a more straight up purchase. Right. Well, you have to theory. first of all, you have to let them know you're an agent exactly. right? coming in the door. Yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I don't know, like. I don't know too much about the the flipping game or like the agent purchasing investment property type thing where they go in and like mm-hmm. do creative financing and stuff because mm-hmm. like yeah. that's how we actually got our like foray into real estate was like we were trying to do creative financing yeah. stuff mm-hmm. the and YouTube real estate investing <laughs> as I call it yeah, yeah. so yeah make a ten grand wholesale check overnight yeah 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 that's. I mean, pretty I, sure it doesn't work that way. Yeah. There are pe- there are people that do it in the states. I don't know about Canada. I don't know the regulations and all well, that. Yeah, stuff. it's different. Like, I mean, even now the the systems and kind of like apps and software and and uh, marketing companies they have in the states are just like way ahead of the eight ball than we are. Hmm. Like, we are mm-hmm. are so behind in what we have access to. Like, do you mean like iBuyer stuff, like the like Open Door or whatever, like the, the or the Zillow. Yeah, exactly. Like, like there's instant offer. Or exactly. Okay. Like for instance, they have this one app. It's called uh, Deal Machine. Okay. So ultimately, what it'll do is is allow you to take a photo of a distressed property, mm-hmm. and and which is I'm which is what I'm doing right now. It's called driving for dollars. So yeah, yeah. I'll he's go looking th- it up. So yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll go through like distressed neighborhoods or any neighborhood and just look for a property that you know long grass looks oh yeah out of shape this yeah. and that somebody's not living here type of exactly. thing exactly yeah. and then what this app does is you take a photo of that you pin it on your map mm-hmm. and then you can like write in what you want to send to that homeowner so it can be a postcard oh, or this okay. and that yeah and then i'm not sure how the how the pricing works if you pay a subscription mm. or you Interesting. pay per, per mail but i'm gonna look into this yeah no and, and so I, it I, sort of automates the, the door process. knocking exactly. process for you to a degree. So it's door knocking mm-hmm. without the physical need exactly. of door knocking. And then right. it'll like archive that. It'll post a database. You can do follow ups, this nice. and that. Hmm. So it's a pretty good, almost like CRM marketing tool in one. But for that's really cool. Kind of targeting investors. Yeah, investors, flippers, whatever you want to say. Right? Exactly. So. Yeah. so huh. That would be brilliant. You guys should design that. <laughs> I'll, yeah, be the, I'll beta curious. test it for you. Yeah. Hmm. Intriguing. Huh, I like it. Because you mostly, like, that's your thing now is, like, you're looking for the stuff that's off-market. Mm-hmm. Like Ideally. The, I yeah, mean, yeah. from what I've learned in the last year of, like, researching and doing two properties now is, like, flipping a house, it's not rocket science, right? I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's, like, contracting work. you got to be smart with, like, what you're buying and mm-hmm. who you're getting to do the work in some cases and right. being able to do a lot of the work yourself. But right. it, for me it comes down to the purchase price, right? right. Like you got to find the house that makes sense financially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's the fun client to deal with where it's all about the numbers. Right. And there's and no not emotions involved. Oh, my exactly. feelings. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, uh, clients out there, I'm very empathetic. Yeah. Anyways. So, so how did you get started in it? Like, how was your, like, because you started... Did you work in, like construction before? Sorry to... Yeah, no. Related fine. question. Yeah. So, yeah. You said yeah. finance, I think, right? So yeah, I was just graduated university. Mm-hmm. I was working at a bank doing the finance game. So wealth management, portfolio management. Oh, sure. okay. Yeah. So the whole background of like how I got into it was actually back to my grandparents. So they, my grandma specifically flipped probably... 40 houses back in her day. Oh, okay. So she really? was like a real wheel of oh, deal. Oh, so it was in the estate. family. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but it was really never something that like 
you know, I really wanted to do growing up. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to be yeah. a yeah. real estate investor. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, my dad and I would always bullshit. Like, hey, let's like flip a house one summer on the side, this and that. But yeah. it would never really come to fruition. Okay. So this property came up in Mayfield. An estate sale was on the market for like almost a year, like an oh, incredible yeah. amount of time. Yeah. And my aunt found it. And she goes, hey, check this house out. It came back on the market because it went pending and then mm-hmm. came back on. And I was like, oh, like, why would I look at a house? Like, A, I don't have any money. B, I know nothing about real estate. Sure. Like, Nobody does nothing. until they start this. So yeah, then, that's right. so. yeah my, my cousin's an agent, so I called him up. Yeah. And he was kind of like, yeah, I'll look into it. We can go take a peek, this and that. And uh, yeah, kind of one thing led to another and boom. We uh, we offered on it. They accepted, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how the ball got rolling. And then, well, oh, okay, huh? Interesting. So you just threw yourself YouTube into 101. It. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, what do you do? Like, oh, that's awesome. I I mean, I've done a lot of like basic construction. Like, mm-hmm. I worked for my uncle. He owns a commercial construction company. Yeah. So doing like gas lines, like plumbing, a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. Any sort of like carpentry, so I've always been like a hands-on, relatively like decently skilled guy with my hands. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, but no uh, formal trades. Oh, really? Trading. Okay, interesting. Hmm. So like, you've been kind of the general contractor if exactly. you know, for everything. Right? Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So like YouTube videos on installing vinyl plank floors and all that. YouTube like, calling everyone I know. Yeah. Talking to ninety percent of like the women I know because they're. They're the ones with better design taste. Than yeah, I have. yeah, interior. Yeah, yeah. when it comes sure. to interior design, so, for sure, man. 100%. I mean, a lot of it comes down to just like taking the aggregate of most people's opinion, and then making a decision on that. Because I, like, yeah, okay, I'll use yeah. my own taste for sure for a lot of stuff. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's not like a house that You're I'm creating for, for myself, yeah. right? Yeah. I kind of want to do something like relatively neutral. Yeah, it's yeah. like not yeah. super custom yeah well I, when i came and looked at that one that you had just sold on friday mm-hmm. right that's pretty much what you did it was like neutral colors like very like you know yeah. appealing to the masses type of thing and i mean that's exactly what you need to do mm-hmm. so and i was like i remember telling you i was like it'll sell like 100 percent, it'll sell it's just kind of like we're in that market where it's the waiting game type of thing mm-hmm. and the sellers are kind of more disadvantaged right exactly so, yeah mm-hmm. yeah but it was like the kitchen you did, man, was like. Sick. Yeah, I sort of seen some pictures. On yeah, him. yeah. Because you started a he started an Instagram yeah page. Yeah. No, I follow it. Yeah, I did that probably I don't know a few weeks ago because yeah. it was after the fact. I'm like, do you know what? Like, if I'm gonna do this, I may as well like actually tell people what I'm doing now. Because mm-hmm. before it wasn't like this was my thing necessarily. It was kind of like right. I'm gonna try a house, you know, see what happens. It worked out perfect. Got yeah. another mm-hmm. perfect. It worked out again. So now I'm like, well. Let's make it throw make it kind it. of get get more marketing this way too, right? Kind of build a brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. I don't know. I mean, I'm like I'm so new to this thing. I'm still learning stuff every day. I have yeah. a shit ton more to learn. Yeah, but and, that's the fucking mentality you need. Yeah, I'd honestly, agree. Yeah, like that's where sure. like Figure that's what you need as you go sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. do you like because uh, when I see your pictures, like you know the kitchens and stuff, you look really good. Like, do you do most of that? I do. So ultimately the only stuff I don't do specifically will be plumbing, electrical, uh, tiling I contract out. Okay. Yeah. Just because. That's a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. And tiling, it's, 
it's one of the things people notice, you know, like it, it's oh, not it's, hard, but it's very easy to go bad. Too, exactly. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, most definitely yeah. for the night, the headache, if it could take me a, a week to tile a bathroom and I can have my guy in there for four bucks a square foot and it takes him literally a day. Mm-hmm. Well, Might two well days right. when he comes back to, to grow out and finish. But yeah. I mean, it, there's some areas you learn it's better to contract out where my time's not worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I calculate it too, where I'm paying myself a wage. Right. So yeah. if I'm going to take a week to do a bathroom and a Tyler is going to take two days. Yeah. Right. The differential cost is effectively. Exactly. Whatever, and I right? can be doing so. other, other things in the house at the time. Yeah. Hmm. So you got to pick your battles and as I get more efficient, right, it's mm-hmm. going to be like bang, bang, bang. I have my go-to guys and I'm just going to be contracting. Yeah. A majority of the projects out. Right? I was going to actually but, ask you that if that was kind of like the next foray was general contracting and going into like mm-hmm. managing a team around it. Because you and I had that discussion exactly. where it's kind of like, I mean, certain guys are going to be able to do these things in a much shorter time. It allows you to move properties quicker mm-hmm. too, right? Like instead of having a holding cost of a month or whatever, you you get in there, you get them going, and then on to the next one type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for now, it's like I'm kind of glad I've been on, like there doing it, learning it, so yeah. that way I kind of know, right, moving forward. Well, now nobody's going to be able to, like, fuck with you, right? Yeah. Like, they're not going to be able to pull the like, wool over your eyes. Yeah, this is going to cost you $50,000 or something, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. So, which is good. I mean, hey, it's like I'm, I'm, I'd still want to learn how to do all this stuff, like, better, right? Like, I, I enjoy doing the work too, but mm-hmm. I mean, only so much. There's times where. You know, if you think more about the logistics of the project opposed yeah. to, like, being there trying to do it all. Yeah. Because right? yeah. it is. It's a whole logistics game. That's all the reno game is. It's about, like, which comes first, where to buy what, how mm. much to spend here, yeah. and then putting all the pieces together. Yeah. Right. Don't paint the walls till the floor is in. Yeah, and then <laughs> flooring's in, and you've got to do ceilings, and then it's like, yeah. oh, my God, so. That's awesome. Huh. Interesting. So... Day one of purchasing the first place, like, do you just open the door and be like, shit, like, now that I own it, like, where, where <laughs> do, do, do you bring where a sledgehammer? Yeah, where do you like, start? Like, do so, you just start tearing down walls or what? Like, so, basically, like, all have quick possession, usually yeah. close in, like, less than three weeks. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll always have, like, a subject to coming in a day or two throughout the the day before we close okay and i can come and take measurements and photos and like (laughs) oh so you're like right on yeah so that way before i actually take possession i can get in there and like start planning stuff out budgeting getting dimensions this and that like ordering materials nice so and you did that on the first one i did oh nice that was i mean i'm assuming your cousin maybe told you to do that or you just researched i'm sure yeah i'm sure he would have because i don't think i would have I mean, yeah. I probably would have like wanted more, to get in there too. And that I feels like an experience, experience yeah, yeah. move, right? But yeah, so. I mean, I I don't know. I'm sure, like, yeah, yeah it could have. I don't know. Anyways, that's <laughs> Anyhow, what you did. But exactly. So day one, it was like, okay, get in there, got the whole place. So brought a hammer, pry bar, yeah, no tools whatsoever. I literally, for that first time too, going to garage sales, Kijiji, buying all my tools. Nice. I had literally nothing. Okay. And so. I borrowed like tools from my dad, my mom, and throughout the whole time, they're like, "Where the hell is my fucking nail or like my hammer?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god!" So no tool worry. bag. Yeah, that was the first house. Second the house, I'm like, "No more. Everything I get is 100% my own." Nice. So 
now it's like I have at least a, a good toolbox. Yeah, Got for it. sure, for sure. So what's kind of the timeline, I guess? So you go in first day and you're starting demo. Exactly. So that's like, I didn't even expect that. That's like immediately you're going into demo the place. Mm-hmm. How long does that usually take? Uh, well, it's it varies. So for instance, like day one will be like demo rip out all old carpets, all the trims, casing. If you have yep. like old broken doors, you'll take those out. Okay. Um, linoleum is a nightmare to strip. Like you can peel off the old linoleum, but there's always like glue and adhesive oh, underneath. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You gotta like Jeez. chisel it out. It takes a long time. <laughs> yeah. So for my second property, actually, I, I had like hired hands. So I would like hire buddies, just pay them by the hour to yeah. come. Break a house apart. Exactly. Just yeah. to do like basic labor. So that yeah. would be like chiseling the the laminate floors off for the linoleum glue underneath yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. like the basic stuff mm-hmm. and then yeah so it's kind of it'll vary like for instance i'll keep one bathroom available that way you have running water and a toilet until mm-hmm. like you don't need to use that sure and then you can get in but yeah. drive to mcdonald's every exactly yeah there's, <laughs> there's your a, backyard you know, yeah, oh yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. there's a time where you're like all right you just pee in the yard but <laughs> When yeah. the when the toilet's out, you uh, you can use the gas station. <laughs> so that usually takes like what week? Type uh, of thing? No, not necessarily. Like like the the rough demo probably about like two days to get like a majority of the product out of there. Okay. And then. And are you working like sixteen hour days or is it? Like, yeah, like the beginning. Yeah. It's because like, you're excited, right? It's a new yeah. project. You want to get in. You just like you yeah. go hard. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's like Fuck. make it a a bare open canvas then you can kind of get more creative yeah so typically okay. what it, yeah that makes sense yeah. exactly so it, it was different for the first property i didn't have a basement right it was just mm-hmm. a basementless bungalow two bed one bath so like it was like it was like it was a crawl space is that what you mean or yeah. was it unfit oh really it was okay a crawl space. oh okay interesting but it was a, it was like a raised crawl space it was about four feet tall oh okay mm-hmm. like a dugout sort of with basement. with uh the mechanical in the yeah. bottom corner. Yeah. So that was ultimately like basement height and then the rest of the subfloor, like the crawl space was just soil okay. throughout the rest of the house. But which was great because in a small bungalow like that, mm-hmm. most of the mechanical is on the main space, which probably eats up sixty square right, feet, right? Right. Yeah. And it's quieter yeah. down there. So huh. yeah. four feet? I've seen basements built on that. Like it's I've seen like really shitty basements yeah. built on that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I've definitely seen that kind of dugout style before. That's interesting because, yeah, I know Mayfield in that area have those, like, yeah, basementless bungalows. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just on, like, slab or whatever. It's mm-hmm. kind of different, but. Which was a risk because, like, no one knew anything about, like, house flipping when we did this. Like, at least in my network and even, like, my yeah. parents, right? Yeah. Like, my parents flipped a few properties in their day. Yeah, okay. Right? But it was more, like, very just cosmetic you know maybe new flooring new paint yeah uh, refinish the cabinets yeah not like, like got the whole place yeah. and where i to... had a different approach like probably watching like the flipping shows and stuff you know uh, you, you think like got it all and yeah. this and that but yeah i don't know <laughs> the HGTV. different times yeah the hgtv yeah, yeah. homes on yeah. homes so thing. when so when your grandma was flipping houses was it in edmonton area it was and how long ago was that Ooh. Probably at least fifteen years ago. Oh, okay. would be like her her yeah. last one, yeah. right? Yeah. Like okay. she was doing it in her like early retirement, 
right cool. before retirement. Oh, okay, wow. Oh, good for her. And so, she was was she out there swinging a hammer? Or? She was the painter. She <laughs> oh, was okay, like gotcha. crazy. Yeah. yeah. But well, she she would have like contractors too, right? Yeah, so she yeah, would like sure, have someone sure. install flooring yeah. and And the grandkids. Yeah. Well, not really. Like I was too young at the time. Like <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't okay. really be no free labor there. This was before I was probably born even. Oh, okay. so gotcha. Interesting. So even cuz yeah, I was thinking like I guess the math doesn't check there. Probably I was going to say, you're 25, yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I could have been young, young at the time, <laughs> yeah, and she yeah, had them yeah. on the fly, but yeah. not really okay. that I'm... Because in I my mind, you know, when you said your grandma did it back in the... I'm like, did she do it in, like, what, like, the 70s? Like, I don't think home flipping was a thing then. Like, that's more of a <clears throat> modern era. Yeah, like, that's probably idea, right? a good question. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, so that's what I was just curious about, because, like, you know, you kind of associate it with, like... HGTV like a modern mm-hmm. thing yeah right? so. well I mean you go into like a post-war bungalow or something in Edmonton like most of the houses in Edmonton like you get your you do have the 1900 type houses but I mean most things are 1950 mm-hmm. it's a large percent for yeah. sure yeah. Yeah. yeah like the majority of the mature bungalows are like post 1950 right yeah. Yeah. yeah and then they're pretty much the same layout you come in yeah three three up yeah, unfinished basement for the most part. Yeah, yeah. or some or weird just, piece piecemeal sort of yeah. shag carpet, bro. Shag carpet. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a West End guy, Sean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like if you think like how many friends' homes growing up you like came into, and like you would always come in the back door, and there's like either to the left or the right the staircase that goes straight exactly. down, yeah, and 100%. the little boot area there, yeah, and, like yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like ever, so many people's homes like that for sure. <laughs> So. That's funny. Yeah. So, after you got the demo done, and you you've ordered in materials, what's what's next? I guess. So typically after demo, I'll go right to like rough in. So yeah. that'll be for electrical. If I'm move, moving plumbing, yeah. Like, for instance, my first property, I had the sink adjacent to the the kitchen window, so I moved the the plumbing so the sink was right in front of the kitchen mm-hmm. window. Yeah. Um, so I'll go right to electrical and plumbing right off the get-go if I have to move stuff, change stuff around. And then from there, it'll be, for the last few properties, I opened up the wall, separating the front room to the kitchen. And yeah. most bungalows, it's kind of like that, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Made it more open. Exactly. A more open concept. Open concept, <laughs> the standard. Yeah. So. Have you, uh, I'm going to totally detract from your story for a minute. Have, nope. you, do you, have you ever seen the South Park episode where they... They're flipping they're houses. They're flipping houses? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna play. I wanted to play this video just okay. for you to get your uh, reaction on it. So, there's been a lot of hurting in our country lately. You can either be a part of the solution or part of the problem. A few months ago, my wife Sharon and I decided to be part of the solution. <laughs> this way. Remodeling and flipping houses for people all over Montana. <laughs> Oh, it's that easy. <laughs> it's just... That's exactly what I said when you said that. <laughs> Is this a load-bearing wall? Do we take this one out? That's so fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then I just love how they make fun of the show format with like 
every other flipping show that's yeah, on exactly. Marty. Yeah, And for yeah. some reason, he's yelling the whole time. Yeah, that's so <laughs> funny. And literally, the only thing he says is, we're going to take off yeah. the wall. I know. The yeah. and the... A more open concept. <laughs> so, yeah, when you said a more open concept, Josh and I kind of side-eyed at it. Yeah, we just kind of laughed. But, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what the market wants, oh, right? Oh, for it's sure. Kind of, uh, yeah. Well, like, the those old, speaking of post-war bungalows, like, they're very, like, chopped up in how it, like, living room. And exactly. And the kitchens are, like, you barely have enough room yeah. for a, yeah. a little bar stool and a bar yeah. table. Yeah. And then the dining room would be separate a lot of the times, too. Mm-hmm. You know what always gets me in older homes? Carpet in the dining room. Like, why was that ever a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Carpet in the bathroom. Why really? Was that ever Ooh. a thing? Ooh. And have you seen that? that freaks me out. Yeah, I've seen that Ooh. for sure. No. Not on houses, I've but tons of properties I've yeah. looked at or whatever. Some prospects. Yeah. You know what, man? Up until like the 80s, that was the thing with like <clears throat> just really making each room its own room. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, because mm. I remember selling that. There's that place in the south side that was like, you remember that like brick house? It was probably like 600 grand. And it was all like, mm. and it was all sectioned off. And like the only yeah. comment we got back was like, I wish it was more open. Yeah. And like, we're just like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, hang sure. on. We'll, uh, we'll call a guy and get that done. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> a more open concept. Yeah. So, thanks. So is the ultimate goal for you to go into maybe development or is it you really more... Or be on an HGTV show? This is the closest I'll get to that. This yeah. podcast yeah. with you guys. Yeah. Nice. But, I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. who knows, right? Like, I don't, I don't know exactly where this is going to take me. I just know right now, like I'm, I'm super into it, trying mm-hmm. to learn as much as I can about nice. this industry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like right now, it's a very primitive strategy, like buy, renovate, sell, mm-hmm. and I know that that's not sustainable. Like a lot right. of people do it. It's a super competitive market. Like yes. there's a lot of people doing what I'm doing. It's mm-hmm. not like, yeah. you know, said, watch the yeah. TV shows and people oh, do that. Sure. They think, yeah. oh, okay, awesome, I can flip a house. Yeah, yeah. but. Well, I would say conversely to that point, like a lot of people think they can do it, and I've mm-hmm. seen flips that have not worked out. I've right? seen like, it done in terms of sales and rentals and everything, where you can tell what they tried to do, right? Yeah, so. I was gonna say is I've seen it done well a handful of times. Yeah, like I've not seen like I've seen it done, done. Yeah, but I've not seen it done well mm-hmm. except for a couple times, mm-hmm. if that makes right. sense. Yeah. So and. I think that's pretty important to you because like buyers knowing it's a flip are going to be like super skeptical, right? right? They're thinking it's just like people coming in, cheaping out on everything and just slapping 100%. lipstick on a pig, right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like there's areas like you cannot put money into. For instance, if it's like, like for me, I'm not going to buy a house that needs new windows, new roof and a new furnace. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to get my return on that, right? Like yeah. those things yeah. kind of have to be like relatively decent mm-hmm. because to do all mm-hmm. three, the typical buyer is not going to make, oh, great, a brand new roof. Yeah, this exactly. costs that much. New yeah. windows, this. A huge expense for exactly. you too, right? And that's so, a huge yeah. expense that you're not going to get that like immediate wow factor, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I'd rather spend more on, I'd rather spend an extra buck a square foot for decent flooring than mm-hmm. 3500 bucks for a new furnace or yeah. oh, six grand for windows, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, don't get me wrong, like that, that adds value, but it's not necessarily the first thing it's hard to get like you'd maybe get dollar for dollar for that yeah, exactly. versus adding any sort of uh like goodwill or intangible exactly. value to it i guess right so. so would you develop a basement again okay so 
No, I'm asking I wouldn't. The hard questions. This yeah, to tell me, but fill me in. Okay, so what I learned after the fact, kind of did a lot more researching, reading, because I have more time now that I've been So, like after the research, like all the flipping books and podcasts I listen to, they're always like, "All right, a basement is the number one consumer of your money that you're not going to get back. Like mm-hmm. avoid it at all costs if you can." unless they're going to make it a legal suite. So my naivety and ignorance going into it, I'm like, oh, perfect, basement, we got to develop it. So, you know, get the basement development permits, like do the jackhammering of concrete, put a bathroom in, two bedroom, drop about 20 grand into a basement. And I'm like, okay, nice, it's great. But at the end of the day, if I was going to do that again, I would have dumped an extra five and built a legal suite, got it permitted Hmm. and made it. Uh, a secondary yeah. Yeah. secondary yeah. Okay. source of yeah. income yeah. Yeah. because most buyers like I think it's great having a basement like finished of course mm-hmm. yeah. but it's not like what's selling your house for the most part no yeah I, I mean yeah, yeah. for sure that's I could like this is just my experience my mm-hmm. opinion yeah. yeah it's not no I, I would agree truth. with you too but but that's just kind of what I would avoid moving forward. Like I would still make the basement look great, right? Like paint the walls, mm-hmm. do an exterior. Like if sure. it's unfinished, just drywall, insulate, yeah. poly the perimeter walls, yeah. slap flooring down in and out. Right. But so kind of work with it as it is versus a new exactly. bathroom or what, what Yeah. Because then it so. gives the next buyer an avenue to put a suite in themselves mm-hmm. or get creative with the space that they want to use, right? Because yeah. yeah. For the most part, a basement is just like storage, and it collects yeah. stuff, and it's a place that or your house can flood. Yeah, <laughs> where your it's house can flood. flood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shit. I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, if you're living in it, areas, right? If so. you're living in the house forever, or like for the next ten or twenty years, or whatever, you're starting a family. That's always the thing too. Is like, well, maybe I need a bedroom, or maybe mm-hmm. I don't, or maybe I need two bedrooms, or something, yeah. right? So, people kind of need to do the basement to their own specifications too, and like. Like I said, that's my opinion. Yeah. I could be totally wrong. Like, yeah. if other yeah. people are like, oh, no, like, I do a basement on all my flips and it works yeah. out perfectly, yeah. mm-hmm. then all the power yeah. to them. Yeah. Maybe I just didn't have enough experience and kind of education on how I should have done the basement, mm-hmm. right. right? Right. Like, in hindsight, I, I, I think not doing the basement or at least spending a lot less than I did and, and a lot less time, mm-hmm. I could have came on at a lot cheaper list price, Right. Because mm. for me, I, I haven't done a basement development before. It was almost like a new, like build. Because you're roughing in plumbing, yeah. roughing in electrical, framing. So, so was the basement like unfinished in that? So in the second home, like about a third of the basement was finished. Like it had wood paneling, or right, drop right. ceiling, yeah. and then the last two thirds was all just concrete bare walls. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, Seen that right. done a couple times. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so naturally, I figured, okay, we got to add a few bedrooms, a bathroom, which mm-hmm. I mean, at the time I thought was for sure the right call. Yeah. And to this day, like, it, like it's not a horrible decision, no. but it's also like for flipping, it's a huge investment, a lot of time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I could have come on at a lower list price, yeah. Yeah. which I think would have been better for me mm-hmm. in and out quicker. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of this last house doing the basement development, like gotcha. learning how to do it. You but if you, but if you suited it, I wonder what you would have been able to get for the house. Because there is quite a bit, like there's quite a bit of flips going on in that area, mm-hmm. like that south central area, and like 
a lot of them do have basement suites as well. Too. Right by but the like nice ones. Yeah. In hindsight, there are so many things, so many yeah. nuances and well, that's intangibles I learned from that sort of thing, right? So, yeah. yeah, I would have absolutely done a suite. I mean, moving. you you win or you learn, Thanks. I guess. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. all right, gotta switch over the. Uh, it's, I, it's the old video there. It's funny the the buyers of this property are putting a suite in. I think. Oh really? Oh really? Yeah, because they had a. Contract. We're still going audio too, so yeah, okay. so just keep going. Yeah. So yeah. they had yeah. a contractor come in and take measurements. Okay. So I'm not sure what like their full story is or what they're going to do, but yeah. I think that was their intention. That's funny. But it, it it's still an area of like, I got to learn more about the basement. See, one thing that I would even almost consider was like, if it was partially developed, bringing it back to its like roots, like bringing it back to completely unfinished mm-hmm. and then just kind of give people the option to do whatever they want with mm-hmm. it. I was actually selling a house in... Make sure you um, delete the stuff off after because there's still some stuff on there. I sure. think it's fine, but... Yeah. yeah. No, I was selling a house on, like, in Summerside. So it was kind of, I mean, not really a flip. It was a duplex that was established and everything. But you know what they did is they, they did some framing in the basement because they needed to make it work for their family situation. Mm-hmm. And just everybody that went into it was like, I would do this completely different, mm-hmm. right? So it was almost like they were better off bringing the basement back to like completely unfinished instead of partially finished yeah. so that whoever's going into it next could do exactly what you're talking about. They could sweet it yeah. they could do whatever they want with it. Right. So, and the beauty of a basement too, is it's not like the main floor, like you can get grants for sweeting and like developing oh, yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's another risk, right? Is it's like, okay, do I not do the basement and then assume buyers can like pony up 20 grand cash to just do it? That, I guess that's right? the issue Like too. the benefit of doing everything, moving ready, totally complete. Is that mm-hmm. like buyers can get financing for, for the house? Gotcha. Okay. Right, right. Which is a trade off too. Like when it comes to windows and doing a roof, like if it's so far gone and you have to, of course you got to make that call, but like. Yeah. If you don't do it and buyers go, oh, now I'm going to need six, seven grand to do windows, yeah. right? Like they can't just finance that from the bank necessarily. True enough. Right? Like yeah. if it's already done on your house and you can mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get a mortgage for the whole house, yeah. which is I've never even up. thought about that. What's that? That is true because like you can finance a basement. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or well, like, yeah, purchase plus improvements usually isn't like windows or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, like yeah. there might be maybe some uh, environmental grants and such yeah. for windows, but yeah. I don't, I haven't looked gotcha. at that. Yeah. I know the yeah. city, uh, Edmonton will give you a grant to up to $20,000 for a legal suite development. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. But aren't there, I think there's conditions on what you can rent it for. If exactly. I'm not mistaken, there, like there's that, a lot so. of conditions. Yeah. Hmm. So interesting. That's something I want to get more familiarized with. Intriguing. Yeah. yeah. So, so the rental game doesn't interest you, hey? It does, for sure. Oh, does it? Absolutely. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, ideally in, like, my portfolio, I want to have, obviously, like, the flip side and then potentially, like, have some rental properties mm-hmm. on the side. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe do a bit of wholesaling, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Kind of get uh, diversified in the real estate game of it. Nice. Because yeah. I don't just want to be caught up in just buying and selling yeah. because in a position where I am now, I'm, I'm stagnant. If I don't find yeah. a deal, yeah. I don't want to irrationally just offer on something that... Just so you can just so I can do it. Whatever. It's not going to yeah. make sense. Yeah, you're almost bringing emotions into what exactly. wasn't an emotional game. Yeah. Right? So, hmm. so yeah. So like from the start, did you go like 
full-time job with this basically or well it was over the summer so i just graduated university oh okay <clears throat> and then i took possession june 1 so it was like perfect timing oh okay really and then the the intention like i had two offers for grad school and the intention was to like make enough money to pay for grad school yeah which like it would have and then i was like oh great and then i was like well i just did five years for my undergrad like let's try this for a year yeah let's chill so, out. yeah and I'm glad I have. Like I don't. I don't think I'm gonna go back to grad school. I think I'm yeah. learning <clears throat> more doing this than I have mm-hmm. in a in a school program. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. You can take <laughs> taking a school program on like flipping or something like yeah. that, or like even those like weekend courses, which are just trying to sell you like coaching programs. Like yeah. I don't know. We're kind of the mindset of like if you just start doing something, that's the best way. Yeah. That's pretty much sure how we've started all of our businesses yeah. and everything is. And sometimes it doesn't go perfectly, right? <laughs> I mean, say, sometimes yeah, you, so. you fuck up, right? Lots of failure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. 100%. But, I mean, you learn from it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, your next one's going to be better. Yeah. And 10 Absolutely. down the road is going to be perfect, yeah. right? So, yeah. well, as perfect yeah, as you can get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, what do they call it? It's like a failure is only a failure if you do it twice or, like, Something like this, right? Or if you repeat it, I don't know. My dad has all these these classic sayings that he does. (laughs) So, like, is your family sort of involved with the deal? So my do they give you pretty free reign on it? Or oh yeah, like financing. Yeah, yeah. So I have my grandparents. They're they support me financially. Like they're the ones pulling up the cash. Yeah. But in terms of decision choice, everything that's one hundred percent my choice. Nice. Which is great because the the risk of having like a partner and deciding all the finishings and how much you spend on this and that and whatnot oh, yeah. then it's it can be it friction too, yeah exactly yeah so huh. it's a trade off for sure like yeah. sometimes there's like man like I just need another opinion on this right because yeah. you're making decisions on every stupid little thing like yeah. all day is just trying to make decisions mm-hmm. so you learn how to like make decisions efficiently yeah. without like second guessing yeah, yourself yeah. ooh sure kind of yeah executive decision and like, yeah. all right this is what we're doing or yeah. whatever right so so you do second guess yourself like now i'm at the back but anything yeah. i've done like i'm super glad i did because mm-hmm. i i learned from that decision yeah. i made mm-hmm. right like the basement i built a triple car garage in this property wouldn't have ever done that again <laughs> I, I didn't Wait, tell you about that yeah say that so the most recent one mm-hmm. you built a triple car so was there no garage no garage huh yeah so well, why did you do that? And then how did it go? (laughs) So I, I like, I had kind of, I guess like opinions from a lot of people Mm -hmm. who I like talk to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So was there no garage before? No garage. Okay. So did I just ask that? Yes, you did. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry, I'm painting a picture in my head. This guy, man. (laughs) Was there a slab though? Or was there nothing? nothing. Okay. Two big trees that I had to uh, pay, I think 700 cash. And he came, took them down and augured the roots. Nice. Nice. So, that's another expensive thing. Yeah, of course. Arborists. Yeah. I'm in yeah. the wrong business. <laughs> you like don't even we I we have a friend who's actually starting a tree removal company or like arborist or whatever the hell yeah. you want to call oh, okay. it sort of thing. So yeah. Something like a you almost don't even think of that, I guess, right? When you're thinking flipping well, you houses, think of it you might until you have to inside, use it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and then you're like, these fucking big old trees here. Yeah. So. A funny story about big trees is our foray into real estate began with a house that the guy wanted the house off the lot and it was like a bungalow on the north end i want to say mm-hmm. you didn't go for us no i didn't it I didn't was me and dylan guys. that went to yeah. that one but he wanted the house off the lot and he was willing to give the house up for free wow 
So we were like, well, what if we like took the house off and made it like a mobile home and like put it on a park or something? Whoa. Okay. Issue being, it was going to be like 60,000 bucks to move the house. And there was these two mature trees that you had to get the house between mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have fit. So there was no way in hell it was happening. And they didn't want to take the trees down? You couldn't take the trees down because oh, really? it was like city property. Oh, I see. So it would have oh, been like, like this, on the boulevard. Oh, yeah. It would have yeah. been like a huge ordeal and stuff. But it was it was hilarious because we are like, creative financing, right? Like, Literally, though. Get the fucking free house. Put it on, <laughs> put it on like a... Well, like, yeah. there's got to be a market for that because all these infill guys are just demoing these properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And, and I it's mean, like... Yeah, I wonder, yeah. You know? That's interesting. That. I think there's a market for that. Eventually, once it yeah. scales up and you can actually get like money for old studs or something yeah because mm-hmm. like i don't think you're gonna get the return for yeah. even like trying to salvage stuff like for some things yeah. like you you think because it's so wasteful right like all this like material that you could either either grind up the old studs and make wood chips or something yeah or like right. kind of repurpose it or whatever yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's it yeah. that's super funny yeah. but i mean think of the logistics of getting a house out of like one of those oh, established they, neighborhoods like, oh my god it was sort of on 142nd street kind of near uh, like deluxe and stuff yeah there was a house along that drag that like they recently moved for like whatever reason oh, and it's god. almost it's at a point too and you could probably attest this where like construction costs and stuff like yeah you have memories there and shit but like yeah. it's almost too expensive to try and move it and dig it up and i don't know yeah it seems crazy to me so are you talking about infills are you kind of avoiding those neighborhoods that are doing the infilling type of thing no okay not at all i think i think those are still popular neighborhoods yeah mm-hmm. uh i mean ultimately just they're increasing property value just like i'm uh, increasing property value too mm-hmm. gotcha. so okay. it's i think you can kind of work together hmm. right? yeah because there's always going to be a buyer for a good traditional bungalow that's updated yeah right and there's going to be buyers for infills yeah well i mean it's going to be a slightly lower cost than the infills too i guess so yeah 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 true so you do have a a, a larger demographic potentially we uh we did a classic us tangent but uh your triple car garage so oh yeah we're we're bad for that so sorry (laughs) so okay why i did it yeah yeah and then like what what kind of i guess happened i don't know okay so it Ultimately, when I took possession of this property, it was winter. So always in the back of my mind, I was thinking, okay, I probably have to build a garage, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, I don't know if I necessarily would have now. Yeah. But I was thinking, okay, if I'm done before the snow melts, I'll just sell the property with like all the permits, the renderings of the garage, like mm-hmm. the price of the garage. Okay. Gotcha. I could write a contract to say, I'll complete the garage before you take possession, da 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 mm with this in place before mm-hmm. I could actually pour concrete. Yeah. Because the cost of pouring concrete for a garage in the winter is just your cost per square foot is too Stupid. much. Yeah. yeah. So it's not necessarily worth it. Yeah. Um and then yeah, I had opinions from different realtors and, and people I was talking to about mm-hmm. putting a triple car garage in. And they were like, Oh man, like do it for sure. People would eat that up. However, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I did that I think I had more <laughs> more negative feedback about there not being enough yard space yeah uh, so yeah. this property had a big sunroom on the back of the house too oh okay yeah which ate up about I'm gonna say about 140 square feet yeah so that I left on the property when I came on mm-hmm. and in hindsight that thing should have come off yeah. before I came on the market yeah I went to this house when he was 
He was on the ladder taking the fucking sunroof off. Yeah. Oh, really? It was okay. this big glass structure with, okay, like, yeah, yeah. cinder block pony wall to hold yeah. it together. And you left it up, inside. Everything? I did. Okay. And because, just updated it a little bit? or No, not... Well, they, here's a caveat. So, when I sent my property report in for city compliance, which is, like, a real property report, it's just, like, a surveyed mm-hmm. yeah. map of the property, mm-hmm. just in case no one knows what yeah. this is. <laughs> And then it'll like then you take that piece of paper from the surveyor and send that to the yeah. city. And then if like your garage is too close to the property line, then they'll like tell you what you need to do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Something to move it. Yep. And this sunroom wasn't permitted and wasn't a legal structure. So when I listed the house, I disclosed that saying, "Hey, this sunroom's totally up for negotiation. If you love gotcha. it, I'll get mm-hmm. the permit, development permit. Bring this thing up to code. Make it however you want. Or if you hate it, I'll take it down." Right? Yeah. It was one of those things I was like, someone might love it. The previous yeah. owner put a lot of money to building this thing. Yeah. yeah. And some people might totally hate it and want it down. Mm-hmm. Dream client. Yeah. Hey. Like, you're honestly the dream client. Where it's like, <laughs> you have him, and it's like, I'm willing to fucking do whatever it yeah. takes. Yeah. It's like, I'll take it down, I'll leave yeah. it up. Like, yeah. I'll put flowers in it, I'll do whatever. Well, even, I think, too, because my thing is, is like, a lot of that's number one, when it comes to like a lot of renos and stuff, a lot of homeowners just say fuck it and like do it right and like permits are such an afterthought and you just want to build whatever it is yeah and then those are things that like you know from like real estate 101 textbook cause issues from a deal perspective from a closing yeah closing perspective yeah but on like day-to-day life like sunday afternoon like when you're just hanging out around your house like it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah so Till the day comes, you want to sell. Yeah, yeah, and it exactly. really fucking yeah. matters. <laughs> yeah, it matters to everybody. And it's the biggest fucking deal yeah. in the world, right? So yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's funny. So what it did the buyer just accept it as is sort of thing, or so he the property after the property was listed, I had enough feedback where I was like, do you know what? No one really loved the sunroom, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of people that were like, no, I like totally don't like it. Mm-hmm. Some people were like, ah, it's nice, like you know, but no one was like, oh my god, this is my sunroom I need this <laughs> yes, house, right? yes, yes. Yeah. so after that I was like hey I'm just gonna demo this thing mm-hmm. took it down sold it on Kijiji actually surprisingly which was great because I thought I'd have to pay to dump it at the eco station or whatever yeah. right like mm-hmm. how many loads so you yeah. kind of took it off as like one no piece? it's like there were probably 50 different glass panels of like three feet by four oh, feet oh okay okay and it was a big arced yes yes okay, sunroom yeah, sitting on the side of the house yeah yeah so it had like aluminum frames, more pieces than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> so it took me two days to disassemble it, Yeah. put it on Kijiji, got rid of it. Even the cinder blocks I sold on Kijiji. No shit. That's funny. I thought nice. and I'd have to take like four loads to the dump because yeah. it's so heavy, all the concrete blocks. But no, put them in the alleyway. A guy picked them up for 30 bucks. So well, nice. That was perfect. That's awesome, actually. Yeah, that's <laughs> someone pays you to take this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, great, GG yeah. is like the best marketplace. It's great for that, yeah. And then uh, just put a little, I think it was, what, how much was it? Dimensions. About a 10 foot by 14 foot, just a low line. Low deck. Deck, exactly. Under so. the point whatever meters, so you don't have to. Exactly. Yeah, so it doesn't exactly. have to be yeah. permitted. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I think in the summer, people want outdoor space, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Huh. For everybody listening, what is the what's the height that you need to not have a permit on the deck? Three feet? Uh, it's in meters. I want to say it's point six meters or something like that. So okay. that's two, two and a little change bit, feet or something. Okay, gotcha. which is like 
the goofiest goddamn thing is like I've had RPRs come back where it's like 0.62 or whatever the number is. Yeah. And then you're like, shit, right? Because <laughs> like, now you need a railing yeah. so that people don't yeah. fall off of the two-foot deck. But then it, it's kind of silly because, like, pretend that deck was, you know, however many inches lower, the city, from the city point of view, is like, where to go? <laughs> yeah. right? Like, then they don't care. So it's... <laughs> Should have just dumped yeah. a bunch of mulch or, like... Yeah. Yeah. You know, wood chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so the ground is higher, so it's not as high off the ground. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Jesus. That's, uh, yeah, when you go to sell your home kids, uh, RPRs will cause you nightmares, yeah. <laughs> right? So, title insurance and all that shit. Oh, yeah. If you don't want to get another one. Yeah, that was, those are always the headache. Those are tricky. Yeah. yeah. And it's always, it always comes up at the last minute, too, because everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's current or whatever. And then, yeah. And then all yeah, the time. Yeah, I really. I don't know. These days, I really harp on that with clients for sure, because like it, it is the co- number one cause of hiccups right at closing. So yeah, and I think like now because I know the nuances of like house buying and property yeah. reports and negotiating mm-hmm. and this and that. Yeah, to me, it's not like a huge. It's like the the shed is off or too close to the property line by X meters. I'm like not a big deal. If there's been a variance on the garage from 20 years ago, I'm like perfect. That's grandfathered in. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Yeah. There's things where the first time home buyer today would be like, oh no, like no property report or like, yeah, you know, yeah. oh, it's like way too risky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're way beyond that. The first time home buyer is always I was like, for sure jumping. in that same position. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah. The first one. First yeah. house I bought, uh, it was title insurance in lieu of a property report. Yeah. Right. So, and you're probably shaking in your boots right? and everything. Yeah. Until I got the property report, and my garage was actually off a little bit. Oh, okay. But there was a variance. Yeah. Hmm. From back in the day, yeah. that was uh, nice. Yeah. Proof of. yeah, generally, yeah. I don't know. For older homes like that, I, it's usually not a big deal. But yeah. but then I go and update my property report, yeah. and then it's compliant. Oh, that's good. So everything was one hundred percent textbook. Well, that makes it like so much easier because of. Well, I think too, like to kind of give you my two cents or feedback or whatever on it too is I find like yeah a lot of times with flips it'll be the RPR has all these you know asterisks to it in terms of like title insurance this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong like those sort of things to your point of like buyers look at flips is like this guy did everything as cheap as possible and is trying to squeeze all the dollars out of it if yeah there's you were too lazy to do anything real property report wise. Like Mm -hmm. I think that also conveys that message too. So it's good that you do that. No, he's doing it like super legit. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, hopefully that is in some way paying off, I guess. Well, like, I mean, I'm yeah. Like I Mm -hmm. have full integrity in all my properties. Like I would hate for like, you know, I'm not doing anything to cheap out. Well, oh, yeah. in terms of what I pay for material, like it's yeah. still great quality, but yeah. I'm buying stuff discount, wholesale, yeah. Yeah. asking people if they'll take cash deals, like okay. calling yeah. Kijiji, you name it. Like a, all my material is bought for at least 70 cents on the dollar retail. Hmm. Like, Sweet. Nice. And is that just kind of like having to like grind it out, hustle sort of thing to find that, I guess? Or? Exactly. Yeah. Huh. So the more like efficient I get at this, I'll start like warehousing oh, okay. uh, materials because like oh if you find a good deal on exactly. floors it's somewhere or, yeah. well flooring's like usually pretty cheap for yeah the most floor part. you yeah, can I find like it's, things, it's all around so, yeah. but yeah. things like stainless steel like modern sinks mm-hmm. those aren't like super cheap right you know, like right. the odd faucet like if you want high end like you, they can come on sale but if you find one that you know is going to be trendy for a good year yeah maybe buy, buy two it. three yeah. of those hmm. nice um, yeah that's clever 
I know uh, I have a guy who does a client who does flips in kind of that same like Malmo-ish area and stuff and yeah he kind of does that in like uh, but he buys like one thing he does that's really cool is uh, hotel mirrors huh. in the bathrooms so uh, it'll have a light bar in the mirror around it. Oh, okay. And, like, if you've ever gotten ready at a hotel, you'll notice you look way better than you yeah. normally do. <laughs> it's wow. Yeah, and it's because the light's coming at you this way. And I bet you there's probably some, like, psychology yeah. where if buyers like, oh, wow, I look good I in this house. I look good in this yeah. house. I yeah. look good like, it's like a, And, like, it looks really good in the bathroom, too. That's smart. Sure. Like, I you like that idea. Person. Yeah. And then, apparently, you can buy them on Amazon or whatever, but, like, I don't know, he found them cheap somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was kind. Of, it was a really random, cool thing. But like, I went to walk into the bathroom to take a picture, and I like turn on the lights. I'm like, "Holy shit! This is like, why does this look so good?" And he's who's like, that "Oh, it's a handsome guy." Yeah, <laughs> who's this? Who's this handsome guy in your bathroom? And he's like, "Oh, it's a hotel mirror." I'm like, "Shit, that was pretty clever." So interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew somebody that actually brought in flooring from like China, and like oh, literally yeah. had a whole warehouse of flooring and stuff. Oh, so yeah. I mean, if you're getting it for seventy cents on the dollar, there's yeah. there's people that are looking for that shit too. Yeah. So I say that with a caveat though too, because mm-hmm. I'm paying seventy cents on the dollar for most material, but that's also spending weeks looking for that product. Yeah. Right? Uh, right. Right. So right. sure I'm saving thirty cents, but I'm probably spending like Few. way more hours yeah. looking for and it. Factoring right. So I don't factor in my time, rates. right? Ah, so yeah. Yeah. there's things where I'm yeah. not as efficient on yeah. where it's like, oh I'm spending less, but yeah. I'm spending way more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a trade off. Yeah. I guess that's well my boss always says this as like, you know, when you're starting in anything, you probably have a whole bunch of time, but not so much money. And so invest the one that you have a lot of and then true. down the road, th- that will kind of inverse, right? Super so. true. Yeah. 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 That's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Spending a bunch of time on, you know. Yeah. Or it's like, you know. Yeah. Anyways. But hmm. um, what the hell was I going to ask you? So this, uh, so next deal, do you have anything lined up or what's the, what's the plan now that you're sold on this one? So the last two properties were purchased on the MLS. Yeah. So, which is good, like, obviously, my learning experience, yeah. like, I, I didn't, I paid good price for them, what I thought, but moving forward, I've been exploring more of the private market. Mm-hmm. So, I've been marketing privately, myself, uh, driving for dollars, so I'll go around neighborhoods, find distressed houses, mm-hmm. write them down, yeah. have my spreadsheet of addresses that I keep, mm-hmm. and then I'll write on a hand piece of paper saying, hi, like... Da, 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 I'm a local home buyer. I'm mm-hmm. interested in purchasing your house on a cash deal. Yeah. Leave my phone number. Give me a call if you'd be yeah. interested. Yeah. Hmm. So I've been exploring that avenue, Kijiji, uh, contacting wholesalers, networking yeah. with realtors. Mm-hmm. Uh, started an Instagram page, just calling around, networking, trying to hmm. be the first one to buy a house yeah. privately. Yeah. Should start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> private home buyers in yeah. Edmonton show. Uh, you know, have you like have you had much people respond to that like the note in the mailbox and stuff? Or? I've had a few from the note. It's like relatively new, so mm-hmm. I think a lot of the houses I'm like I look for really really distressed ones. So mm-hmm. like this one, like I just, just went before I came here. Looking not good. Or yeah, like in disrepair or exactly. not well tended to. So, so not knowing the history of the property, like I'm not pulling a title for each house because yeah. I can't afford that. Yeah, because <laughs> that would add up. But so. mm-hmm. um, perhaps it could be vacant, right? Mm-hmm. So doing follow-ups, like this property I just checked out, I talked with the neighbors. Mm-hmm. And then they gave me the number of the house 
Yeah. So I called her, and she's potentially interested in selling. So huh. there's okay. leads you can generate from the neighbors, too. So Yeah, for sure. I think. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Or they know it's like old old Mrs. Johnson's house, and she moved exactly. it, you know. She to hasn't home been here in years. Yeah, her weeds so. are coming onto my lawn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. At least you're doing it in the neighborhoods where people still know their neighbors. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's kind of a. I know. Like, that's a good funny. point. That's yeah. like a classic thing where it's kind of. You see it less now, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know my neighbor. Yeah, definitely. Not really, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, it, it's better because you're targeting an older demographic who is more naturally inclined to like or I wouldn't say naturally but more likely to know their neighbors yeah. but then you'll also have people who have lived in that neighborhood for a long time and haven't touched the house or yeah. whatever too right like you want the blue toilets and the green carpet oh yeah like, yeah Absolutely. 100% <laughs> yeah and I mean the key indicators are like <clears throat> it'll be like a concrete front step that's three feet high and all the soils eroded underneath grass is like a foot tall Roofs and shambles, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can tell it's yeah. been sitting for a while. Yeah. So, are there a lot of those, or is it like kind of a one in ten, one in twenty sort of? Thing? Oh yeah, for sure. Like yeah. it, it's all like mm-hmm. area based too, right? So, um, I mean, you can go to somewhere like Prince Charles or Sherbrooke. You know, you'll mm-hmm. see a lot more kind of distressed houses, yes. but yes. odds are those could be rentals too, right? Right. Like it's not exactly. like there's a huge amount of people in those areas that that own. Right. Or at least like Sherbrooke, Kenora, yeah, maybe yeah. more of the less desirable, but still West Central. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess too, other avenues I've been exploring is calling uh, landlords. So I'll search for ads on Kijiji, uh, and yeah. then call the landlord and say, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm not interested in renting, but I'm interested in offering on your property." And yeah. I've actually had quite a few leads from that. More leads from that than I have from uh, the flyer writing hand letters yeah well i think because yeah in theory if it's a vacant rental and they're maybe they've owned it for a while yeah. in theory they might be if the right person comes along looking to exactly sell i also think you know there's an expression in the marketing world that marketers ruin everything and i also say realtors ruin everything because <laughs> yeah, the whole they're calling the same yeah, fucking people well yeah. the note in the mailbox too i think people get a lot of that where yeah. it's like I have buyers in your area or whatever. So they think it's like kind of like spam or like yeah, kind of schmarmy or a trick or whatever. So they might just chuck it or whatever. See, and so. that's kind of like where I'm trying to get mm-hmm. more creative because yeah. I take a, a piece of paper, handwrite yeah, it, yeah. and go PS at the end. I go, PS, I am not a realtor. Yeah. So it's like, because I know it. <laughs> sounds like something a realtor. <laughs> no, I yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's funny, right? Like, because nine, yeah. nine times out of ten, people are going to go, okay, like, who is this guy? I don't care. Yeah. And it's yeah. like male. It's kind of like, yeah. I think there's, I have to get more creative and do yeah. more follow up, right? Like, I'm just touching the surface. Yeah. I'm just trying to, like, get creative. And yeah. Do you do a lot of, like, in person stuff, sort of thing? What do you mean? Like, knock on the door. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I think if you show up, you know, well, you know, in all seriousness, like pen under the ear and stuff, like yeah. you look like a contractor and you're like, yeah. hey, like I want to buy your house. Like it's assuming they answer the door, which is very scary in this day and age, interacting with <laughs> yeah. retail Talk, humans. Talking so, to people. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. like it's, it's good too, because then you can at least like build rapport with people that way because yeah. 
odds are no one's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to sell you my house right now. Yeah. But oh, what exactly. I'll do is I know, okay, I know his name, yeah. I know where he lives, and I know he's the owner, yeah. and he, he's living there. Yeah. yeah. So then you can follow up. Mm-hmm. For instance, I had a phone call. I called a guy who was a landlord renting his property. Mm-hmm. And uh, call him first time. I go, hey, I'm interested in potentially buying your house. He goes, oh, I'm not interested. And I wanted the house, so I put a phone number or put a reminder in my phone. I'm like, call this guy in two weeks. So I called nice. him back yesterday, and he goes, ah, do you know what? I'll be at the property at 530. Come by. Hmm. So huh. yeah. a quick follow-up. Mm-hmm. And I went. He showed me the property. He's like, if the price is right, I'll sell. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's leads this way. Yeah. So Interesting. I always think that, like, because real estate is kind of like this, like, illiquid market. Mm-hmm. But if I gave you, for this house, tomorrow, like, one X point. Dollars, yeah, yeah, exactly. X X dollars. Yeah. And you just couldn't say no. Yeah. Like, I mean, you would probably yeah. do it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of yeah. like. It's a mix of price and I would say situational too, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if like, if the landlord is having a bitch of a time renting it mm-hmm. or all his properties are on the other side of town or whatever, he might be like, yeah, fuck yeah, okay. it. Or there honestly, if people just kind of <laughs> like you, I think too, they'll just yeah. do things. Right? I think there's so. more in like the personalized side yeah. too. Yeah, 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 exactly. 100%. Because right? yeah. people want to know like who they're selling their mm-hmm. product to yeah. because mm-hmm. it's like, Especially for a homeowner. Mm-hmm. I think landlords are a lot easier to negotiate with because yeah. they're more in it for the numbers. They're not yeah. in it emotionally. Yeah. They go, hey, this this property's making me money. It's mm-hmm. grown a bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. I own less than 30% of this on my mortgage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I could offload it. Exactly. Yeah. They got 10 in their portfolio. They go, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, moral of the story, man, is you never fucking know until you ask, right? Exactly. So yeah. you might as well just ask yeah. and see what happens, right? Yeah. So good for you. I like it. Yeah. Because most people would be terrified of picking up the phone oh, and definitely. doing that sort of thing. So. Well, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I got to get experience somehow. So yeah, I'm just kinda, definitely. Trying yeah. to That's awesome. explore yeah. different avenues. It's probably inefficient as hell. Like, I'm doing all sorts of things. I don't know which works, right? <laughs> yeah, for but sure. But I'm sure. trying to, like, just test by experience. It's cool. No, those are some, like, creative ideas. Like, I wouldn't have, like, thought some of those but they're pretty smart right so yeah i, I put a phone number i buy slash flip houses and then my phone number on the back of my truck window oh okay. nice so we'll Have see you how that goes the real, the real <laughs> classic marketing yeah, yeah exactly we'll get the little like yellow construction paper signs on like yeah. the boulevards that's like <laughs> we buy houses cash ca dollar sign h i've done a few of those so, do you have it under a company no i don't you should do that because then you can expense all your fucking miles exactly Everywhere oh, you yeah. drive, everywhere you drive, it's a yeah. fucking advertisement, yeah. right? So well, it's still like you like technically, there's still tax advantages, nevertheless. But individually, yeah. Um, like I had a meeting with an accountant a month ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, so you know, I'm small little fish in the pond, but ideally want to get somewhere eventually. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, once I can scale up and get enough, you know. Yeah. All right. I think we're gonna take a quick break here. Okay. So. uh it implies that there's like a bit of like desperation to right like, yeah, to yeah. Move the place and then yeah. right where if you're passive then the guy goes oh like obviously there's other people interested he doesn't yeah. have to so maybe that could be some people's approach i don't know interesting yeah but like i think that the, the issue with how the mls works and everything now is that it's so like i mean back in the day you'd have agents calling people and like you know like really mm-hmm. marketing to them Whereas now it's like everything's on the internet, right? So you kind of almost sit there passively hoping for, you know, somebody to come in the door and buy yeah. the house, right? Yeah. 
whereas I see where your your point of view is coming from and where you really are more active in the pursuit of getting somebody in the door and mm -hmm. really pushing the property on right right so yeah I, I don't know it's, it's a fine balance of course right and I mean being on both sides of the the coin I, I can see like mm -hmm. how how much effort's involved in doing that but you're making a big commission at the end of the day too yeah. right so mm -hmm. yeah no. I think and that's kind of my point because sometimes you know frankly we have clients asking us to do that to a degree and it's not that I won't, but my my kind of counterpoint, if you will, frankly, is like, no buyer's going to buy a place because I follow up and like, hey, did you guys have any feedback or did you think about that place anymore? Mm -hmm. They're not then going to be like, oh, now that you mention it, we will yeah. write an offer right now, right? So yeah, that's I think our, his his point of view yeah. more, and correct me if I'm Unless wrong. Unless it's like, yeah. Yeah, gosh. correct me if I'm wrong, is that you have somebody in the door that likes the property but mm -hmm. doesn't like elements x y and z about the yeah. house mm -hmm. yeah. but you have a client here who's willing to do whatever it takes mm -hmm. to sell yeah. the property and like yeah. is willing to make adjustments right mm -hmm. short of redoing stuff that he's already done yeah right? right but i mean like i don't like the sunroom okay exactly. man i'll take it down yeah i don't yeah. like yeah. i don't like this okay exactly. man i'm all yeah. about doing what it takes no to, definitely right yeah i think i guess it's i guess it's something where um well, and then maybe this is even coming into like a more investor client versus homeowner client too, right? Where, um, and just being like a person who's like solution focused, I guess, if you will, versus problem focused. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, no, that's a good point where if it is something that you can change and you're willing to do it, then yeah, that's a pretty good point, I yeah. think. So, yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, I mean, hmm. there's only so much you can do too, right? Like if there's just, you're not going to make somebody buy a house that they don't want to buy. Yeah. Right. Like that's kind of always been my point of view mm -hmm. in that, like, I mean, there's these, there are agents out there that are like high pressure agents. They'll like try to get their clients to like pick out a list of 10. Yeah. This is the house you're going to buy yeah. type of thing. Yeah. But I mean, I've just never really been about that. Um, yeah. I feel that it's kind of, and I don't think you are either. No. And uh, you know, <clears throat> no, short answer is no. Right. Yeah. And then I think, you know, to kind of change topics uh, or well, this is related, but unrelated. Like as an agent too, like it, it, it's a fine line of like being more experienced where like if you show a home that you can tell they like, but maybe they're just like nervous about it mm -hmm. or like, oh, you know, X is wrong. You need to kind of have the experience to say, okay, but Y and Z are exactly what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Can you live with X yeah. sort of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, well, frankly, sometimes you have buyers who are like, who have like, really specific criteria and then yeah. you find something mm -hmm. and then they'll be like oh but you can't do this i'm like okay but can you live with <laughs> without yeah. that right i was so, dealing with a client back yeah. in the day who was looking for like sub 200k condos and wanted a walk-in closet hmm. and that was impossible to find it was unless it's like a one bedroom yeah or like a very you're one of those townhome style like up down oh yeah 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 mm. like i mean you mm. can find it sometimes in there but it was very it was super difficult, right? So it's kind of like, yeah. no place is going to be a hundred percent perfect. It's just finding the yeah. place that you can live with that is as close to perfect as possible, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely, I, I definitely see your point, Sean. Like, and I think that's a pretty good point, for sure. Yeah, and just, I don't know. I, I think that's also kind of showing you being like a proactive, like flipper or investor or whatever you want to say mm -hmm. too right because yeah yeah i don't know that's interesting 
like ideally for me, I just want the feedback from my agent. So mm-hmm. after a showing, I want to know if it went bad. I want to know what went bad, yeah, so I yeah. know moving forward, right? Yeah. For yeah. instance, if there are like the the layout of the basement was just it didn't flow, it didn't mm-hmm. work at all, and I go, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like, and now is I'm, that kind of taking in feedback? For the next one, exactly. Well, would you say? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, because what I think I tell good. Yeah. See that that's a good point because of what I tell people a lot of times is the feedback is very often things you can't change either, right? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I don't like the flow of the basement. Well, you're not going to rip it up and start over, right? For one person. Th- so. That wasn't a criticism. Yeah. People actually, the the layout was very functional, which mm-hmm. was a good. Yeah. Now he's defending the basement. It's a nice. I put so much time and money into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, no, that that makes sense to me. But for an investor, that makes a hundred percent. Yeah. Sense. Like, then you know next time. Exactly. Totally. Well, especially if you're this is your first time doing it, you're learning. Like, you know, did I? Did you do a good job on mm. this, right? Or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, people could go compliment you day in and day out about the things you did right, but I want to know the things that people don't like so I can yeah. avoid those or at least change it next exactly. time. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, like, you, you can actually take constructive criticism, right? Exactly. Whereas a lot of people, well, I mean, you see it in the industry too. It's like, you tell somebody something feedback wise about their house and they just like blow up in your face about yeah. it. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm just a fucking messenger, man. Like, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and it's stuff that you can't change either. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's yeah. no use getting emotional. Yeah. To you. It's funny seeing that, having the unique insight of being on the agent side, <laughs> I guess, of this, right? So, yeah. 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 I don't know. It's interesting for sure. So how do I put this? I think uh, for me, like one thing I've kind of noticed and had other investors tell me is uh like the issue with going for homes listed on the mls is by the time they hit the mls the seller has had you know two or three or four realtors come through tell them it's worth all this money now they have big dollar signs in their eyes so the stuff on the mls is like almost not overpriced but it becomes inflated Mm-hmm. Too like with expectations, yeah. Ah, expectations. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was very wise, actually. There you go. Yeah. 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 Because you'll have X or three agents trying to get the listing, yeah. So they'll try and inflate the list price. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, kind of, or it, all of the above, right? Yeah. Like, kind of all those factors, right? And then, like, really good agents are going to tell you to your face what they think a property is going to sell for, yeah. But there are agents that are just trying to get listings, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to put. 15 or 20 percent on that price and be like yeah i I can sell it for that where it's like well man we're using all the same technology we're like how are you actually going to get that yeah right so but i mean people fall for it all the time yeah and i i think like as a seller the biggest misconception is like just taking a uh, an assumption from what the the current listings are yeah. not looking at the past sold properties. Yeah. Right? yeah. So people yeah, yeah, think, yeah. Oh, well the, my neighbor's selling his house at four ninety. <laughs> I think my house is nicer than his. So yeah, therefore yeah. I should sell mine at five twenty. Yeah. Or something like this. Right. But a list price is just, it's, it's a number that hasn't been sold yet. It's well, you, you're yeah. involved in yeah. the financial yeah, yeah, yeah. markets, right? Exactly. It's a bid and an ask, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. So you have an ask, but it hasn't been met with a bid. So it's not actually a transaction. Exactly. But people kind of like liken it to, and I mean, for me, I don't have access to the MLS, so mm-hmm. unless I ask an agent or someone I know, mm-hmm. but 
you kind of take an aggregate of what like current list prices are in the area and then mm-hmm. kind of make it an assumption. Yeah, right? true. Yeah. Well, now they have uh, Honest Store or whatever. Have yeah. you seen that? I use that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. It's pretty good. It's like, and you probably understand this more, but like, it is like a few weeks or months behind, I find. Because uh, like, I don't know, I'll, excuse me, I'll check my like past sales or recent sales okay. on there randomly. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Because they have to like sync their data or whatever, but it's pretty. It's pretty good. Like, I'm it's pretty up to they, date. I'm thinking they go off title. You think so? I I I would have to guess because if you looked at like sold data from 20 years ago, because like my house for example is on there. Yeah. For sale. It, in it's gotta be. It's gotta be a mix, right? Because mm-hmm. like, there's no way. Because that would just be an absurd cost. Every month or whatever to like or pull, re- or something. pull title, I guess. I wonder how they get the data for that. Yeah. Well, same as the MLS. They I thought about have... contacting the guy and actually asking for like an API for the data because then you take the data and you build your own models off of it. How do you get it right now? Right? Because like the feed is out there for sold data, technically. Yeah. Like what? I or mean, is it like a more complicated, like coding required sort of deal? Yeah, I, I guess I can talk about this. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in certain markets, it is. In Edmonton, it's not. Like, it, it, it is, but it's kept internally. Like, it's, well, there's technically, no, it's there, but... There's no port that I could link into as an external third party and mm-hmm. pull it in a very easy way right now. Yeah. I would have to go in and take a snapshot of, like, the solds over the last year or something and taking those thousands of properties, bringing them into an Excel file, and then shooting that out to my my data frame, and then taking those and making assumptions with it. Mm-hmm. In Nova Scotia and in Toronto, those are all open. Mm-hmm. In Vancouver, I want to say it has to be somewhat open because there are some services that are doing it. Okay. Yeah. Because this, this is the big question, right? Just like, when sold data becomes available, which you and I are proponents of, I think that mm-hmm. it's, it's a good thing yeah. for consumers to be educated on it. What happens, right? Because that's really the monopoly that a realtor holds in the data sphere right now. And we don't think it's a good thing because people then can't make their own decisions. Yeah. And totally. it's, well, I think the biggest thing is, is like people are kind of afraid of that, but like, so the underlying assumption is like, okay, so if sold data is publicly available, clients will be 100% rational and price their home correctly every single time. No, like that's <laughs> insane, no. <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be too, too worried about You know that. what, man? I think that, and this is the thing that I'm really moving towards in as an agent capacity, <coughs> is that if you're a good agent and you're a good negotiator, there's no replacing you. The reason being is because... of people when they're selling their house it's it's their house right like so there there's emotions involved as a third party you get to take a step back from that and you get to actually be the rational like the voice of reason Mm -hmm. right whereas if you're negotiating for your own property there are definitely people that can do it investors most likely Mm -hmm. um or people that are very number-minded but most people the the emotions get involved right so you get to be the, the third party that steps back and say hey guys, this is reasonable, this is unreasonable, right? And that's where the value, I think, comes in, as opposed to... Well, it's all just relationships and relationship selling, if you will. Yeah, 100%. It's less, I think that it's less 
an information game because we're in the world of information. It's more so the the world now of relationships. And I think that that's really where it's going. I don't know. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> well, deep insight. I think for sure. Like, I mean, even in my case, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's like multiple agents who I'm in touch with who obviously know of properties coming on the market, mm-hmm. have like mm-hmm. tons of ins of people who are about to sell a house, this and that, yep. in touch with tons of wholesalers. And I'm the last like fish in, on their list that they're going to want to like yeah. send food to. And that yeah. makes sense. So it's kind of yeah. evening out the playing yeah. field. Yeah. For so you. if you're, if you're like well connected, you're networked enough, like you mm-hmm. have enough like people in your kind of like yeah. database of go-tos yeah. and you do enough business with this people, you have good enough relationships, yeah. then they're going to come back to you. Right. So I think Very true. it is relationships a lot of like, who oh, you know, for sure. For, for sure. sure. Who, so you say there's kind of wholesalers and stuff out there or that are connected or whatever. Yeah. So, like, we're talking people who, like, sell you, like, an assignment almost or something? Exactly. So, they'll assign the contract. Okay. So, they're basically... Is there a lot of those? Like, as a percent of the market, it's a very small number, but, like, do people actively do that? Absolutely. Like, if you... Any of those signs you see, it's, like, all buy houses cash. Yeah. Most likely, those are a wholesaler. Right. So, they're not necessarily the ones, like doing the reno what they'll do is market to find private sellers people who aren't even thinking of selling their house yeah and go to them say hey like i'll buy your house cash da 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 Mm -hmm. and then that wholesaler he'll make a deal with someone willing to sell to them and then call someone like me and be like hey i got a house that you can renovate i'll sell it to you for five grand gotcha like his five grand yeah and then they're always assignable contracts so Mm -hmm. yeah when he makes a deal yeah Yeah. it's essentially flipping contracts no I yeah I I get that I just didn't you know in my mind it was always not a super common thing right which maybe it isn't but in theory that sort of marketing on their end would attract the kind of seller you might be looking for anyways right exactly so yeah so it's good. It's like specialization. Like if they're yeah. going to do the marketing and find the leads, yeah. and then I can do the renovation and the the flip side. Yeah. Right. It's kind of a win-win because yeah, at the end of the day, you're still paying that commission, whether Whatever indirectly or directly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, if I can find a deal privately, I'm going to save the seven and three mm-hmm. because I can tell the seller, hey, like you're not going to pay this yeah. to your agents. Mm-hmm. I can just like split that with you and then. Yeah, Save you, you four months of being on the market and waiting for a yeah, seller waiting, or a buyer. Yeah, 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 definitely. So there's advantages to that. Do you go to like investor events and that sort of thing or not? Really? Not really. No. no. Like I'm, I've, like, probably should. You know, mm-hmm. to like meet more people out Especially there. Especially for me. I mean, the problem is, is any of those events you'll have like eight million real estate agents and mortgage brokers in the room. Yeah. But they're, you know, if you find good ones where it's like actual like boots on the ground investors or. Uh, wholesalers or just maybe I don't know other flippers like who the hell knows right yeah so I mean uh, I I actually reached out to this one wholesaler who contacted me from one of my Kijiji ads okay he's like hey I got a bunch of properties like I'll email them to you let me know if any of these interest you okay Mm -hmm. so brief through nothing really panned out but I still kept his number and then we were kind of in touch for the last I don't know probably four or five weeks whatever and then I called him up a week ago and I was like, hey, listen, like, you obviously have been in the game for a while. Like, you know a lot about the flipping mm-hmm. business. Like, you're wholesaling tons of properties. I'm like, mm-hmm. do you mind if I just, like, meet up with you and pick your brain on the game and kind of, like, 
see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, no worries. So I sat down with him. We had coffee, and he just had a wealth of information about, mm-hmm. like, all these different financing, like, structuring and mm-hmm. how to get deals, how to close contracts. Like, it was it was, it was was pretty interesting just to hear his side mm-hmm. of what he does for, for the real estate right, investing. Right. Give us a crash course. So, like, okay. <laughs> Is it, like, yeah. To me, too, some of that stuff flirts with being kind of shady. Not saying everyone is or whatever, but you know what I mean, right? Exactly. Would you agree? Well, like, I think there's a stigma to it because I didn't know about any of this either. I was like, man, like, why would I buy, like, you're right. They seem kind of just, like, quick, get rich quick. Yeah, okay. Like, buy your house cash or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like... From my experience with this guy, like that mm-hmm. was one out of many wholesalers, right? Um, like he's he's seen pretty legit for sure. Okay, right? okay. like he's been yeah. in it ten years. He's mm-hmm. not like just scamming people. Yeah, right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. At the well, end of the day, it's a win-win. Well, I think that for you, some people, it's if you look long term for it, like the people that do survive in that sort of thing are not scamming people. The people yeah. that are actually legit are the ones that stick around, right? Yeah. So. So what sort of financing um, solutions are there, I guess? So one that I like am pretty attracted to, like I, th- I don't know how easy this is to do or whatnot, but would be like seller financing. Right. So rather than me having to pony up the full cash to close, I go to a seller and say, hey, listen, what do you want for your house today? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's 200000 mm-hmm. And I go, okay, I'll pay you two hundred and ten grand, right? Yeah. But you own the mortgage still. I'll just assume your monthly payments mm-hmm. and then I'll pony up the cash to renovate your property mm-hmm. and then I take that spread. So if I buy it off you for two ten today and I renovate it, I put in thirty, I'm in mm-hmm. at two forty, yeah, and I come on at three hundred, yeah. then I'll take that sixty or whatever. That's sixty. Yeah. And and some sellers are motivated because they go, Oh wow, like okay, A you'll pay me ten grand on top of what I want for it. Yeah. B, you'll assume my holding costs every month, mm-hmm. and C, I'm going to have someone to buy my house that I don't have to pay realtor commissions to. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a win-win in that case, but yeah, there's that trust factor, because not everyone's going to be like, hey, like, I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's one yeah. scenario that I think it's a really viable thing, and that's with somebody that owns the house outright and wants to make an income, mm-hmm. because it becomes almost like a rent where you make that every month. So you make your mortgage every month or whatever. You're paying them fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars a month. They get to make that income, and then there you go, right? So, and I mean, it's really no risk to them. Mm-hmm. You just have to write a airtight contract. Yeah, I exactly. Guess. Yeah, it's like it's all you need. Like, there's lawyers involved for sure, both yeah. sides. Like, the person assuming that contract would have like power of attorney mm-hmm. on it, so the seller would have to be like, okay, like. He has full reign to do whatever he wants to my house, yeah. which is kind of yeah, the I risk, guess. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess, right? Yeah. But at the end of the point. day, like the person doing that has full intention to make money too. Mm-hmm. They're not just trying to like demo the house and then pay him two hundred grand for nothing. Yeah, it's a win-win, right? right. So it's yeah. like there's there's incentive, and I think not only that, but like you're you're legally obligated to like be the best, right? If you have power of attorney, you you're, you have a fiduciary duty to like 
be responsible hmm. for that person you're yeah, making to. Yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah. So there's legal checks and balances. It's just the the uncertainty and not knowing and thinking, oh, yeah. seller finance. This yeah. sounds complicated. Or even like I would say stigma. I guess is like yeah. you said, right? So yeah. I so, wonder why there is a stigma though, because I mean, you can write oh, a contract weird, tomorrow about anything. I don't know. Probably just some weird. It just seems like kind of a weird. Give yeah. me your first one child. Door deal. Yeah, I know. Because it's not the. Exactly. It, it's not the. You know, it's not the norm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And. Yeah. So for you, like going forward, you're obviously looking for your next deal. Like what kind of like, and from your experience doing two flips, like what kind of criteria do you have for your home in terms of location? It seems like bungalow is a thing. Is that like a, a thing in the flipper community? Like uh, all that? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of trend. Like some people love like townhouses, duplexes, you know, okay. some people like really inexpensive condos you can get in, get out. Mm-hmm. I like, it's all preference. Like, I mean, it's a matter of A, how much capital you have. Mm-hmm. Um, like, B, your timeline, this and that. Mm-hmm. But for me, yeah, it's like quiet street, detached bungalow, mature neighborhood. You know, would be like ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all original, old, dated, or completely beat up from tenants, something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what would be interesting is to like pick up a duplex and get both titles and then put in like legal suites in the basement that would be oh, okay. something yeah, i'd like yeah. to explore because hmm. you can now yeah. put legal suites in duplexes to yeah. so make it like a fourplex yeah and then once yeah. that's done maybe like you know sell half keep half for some some revenue Rentals right rental whatever. yeah income whatever interesting okay so like you just like the idea of not being attached to anyone and I don't know bungalow seems what like I don't I'm, know many two-story flips that I've seen now that I think about it even yeah right so yeah I don't know it's just kind I of mean thing. I think it's because it all kind of begets itself where that there were just so many post-war bungalows built mm-hmm. yeah and many of them are quite dated or yeah. very original so I was going to say like when do you see the first two stories it's not till like the like, 70s 60s well, or you go back to like the 19 like pre-war like world war one yeah. era right yeah. so 1920s one and a half yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i don't know well it depends where you like because if you go like some in strathcona or like westbound and stuff you have two-story homes that are like 1925 or yeah. earlier sort of thing right so yeah which uh, i don't know those i i think it'd be too hard to renovate like the bones are at least still good of like a 50 60 year old house right yeah so and if it's like a one and a half like some of the older ones it's like there's no bathroom upstairs right it's just like two bedrooms yeah so it's kind of awkward true narrow tiny homes but yeah it's tough like i guess you just gotta know your product Mm-hmm. I haven't really explored those too much, mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't think I'd be like fully on board, and no, I don't know sure. enough about it. Not yeah. boy caution that, but yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I feel like anything condo is riskier, totally, and riskier personally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and also, I mean, end of the day, like a lower cost one, it's lower margins as well. I don't know. Like yeah, the the issue being when you're attached to a bunch of other units, it's very easy to like over renovate, and then you could have like a like a condo or townhome that's too refinished for yeah. the building, if that totally. makes sense, for what's consistent in that area. So that's with everything, yeah. though. Too yeah. you and I had the discussion where you like take a house from the '60s, for example, and bring it up to 2019 standards, and then the entire neighborhood is still in 1960, yeah. right? So and you're like, asking yeah. like over 100 G's above exactly what, like all the houses yeah. are selling yeah. at, yeah, which just doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So it's like it's all 
feel like your neighborhood's pretty important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And then I think there's probably a fine line from what I can tell as slightly an outsider, but like certain areas when it comes to infill flipping, whatever, will like kind of get priced out or like too expensive. So it inadvertently spills over to like the next subdivision. Mm-hmm. So you kind of mm-hmm. want to be, it's a mix of being like a timing or being like an early adopter mm-hmm. or yeah. being late to the party, I guess. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Like we had, I had a client who was looking in like Alberta Ave, which is like, you know, there's some nice character to those homes. There's some quiet streets. There's some mature trees. Maybe not the greatest area in the world. <laughs> Don't want to leave your car open. Yeah, 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 I'm for wrong. sure. And then it was something where he's like, man, like there, there's some beautiful character to these homes. I could do some nice renos, but I don't know. It feels like it's just not there yet. I'm like, yeah, totally. you'd be an early adopter of this yeah. community. And yeah. he's like, yeah, that's probably about accurate. So Yeah, we like, sold a 1912 property there. And then oh, my, yeah, did my dad actually bought a lot in Alberta and was going to do a triplex. But it was, again... Exactly, too yeah. early. And even and that then, was four that years was ago. A long, that, was, that was more years ago. That was more than that. That was seven years ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, so it was even really early. Yeah, that was really early. So, I mean, I, uh, but conversely, I worked with a, uh, a developer who does infills. And then what's actually quite common, and specifically to Alberta Ave and a few of the surrounding areas, is they'll buy those old bungalows and then they do front back duplex on it. Hmm. And they actually sell fairly well, which is hmm. interesting. So, yeah. Because it'll be like three hundred grand, but it's all brand new, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and you can do side entrances for basement suites. Totally have that all set up. So. Like I think the Alberta Avenue is like a perfect candidate for like suites and keeping like yeah, like for rental yeah. properties because most of the buyers in that area or potential tenants like aren't necessarily in the income bracket where they can like get yeah. a mortgage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, your rents are cheap enough where you're going to have less tenant turnover because your tenants aren't like scaling up the income ladder to afford a mortgage and move out in a year, they're more likely to like be in an income bracket where they can not yet afford a mortgage mm-hmm. and then continue renting for maybe longer than a year mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. I know uh maybe you've s- either of you have seen her on Instagram. Her name's like investor girl Brit or something as her handle. And no. No. I'll, I'll, I'll send it. She's actually quite interesting. But Giving she, shout outs to people? Though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I gotta censor this part. But uh, And uh, what it is, it's, I believe there are a couple actually, and they're in Saskatoon or something. And they'll buy like really crappy old homes, but there's lots of like 1910 properties and stuff. So like, call it Alberta Ave, but of whatever town they're in. Saskatoon. Yeah. yeah. And then, That's uh, like, find old ones distressed, uh, do all the work themselves, right? but do like a suite or whatever, or just refinish it and then do it as a rental property. But because, and then what you do is because you've added so much value, you refinance it to like take out equity and then invest in the next place, but keep it as a rental sort of thing. Totally. I don't know. It's interesting. She has like a shitload of followers and stuff and has been on other things. So I don't know how on earth I stumbled across it, but it's kind of interesting to see. Yeah, we live under rocks. Yeah, exactly. No social media for under rocks, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, for having rental properties, I think it's, like, great in your portfolio to have, like, your, a store of wealth. Like, you're not necessarily going to generate, like, a huge amount of income off rental properties, but right. if it's more, like, well, a bit yeah, of capital learn appreciation. Well, yeah, for, like, 10 or 15 or exactly. 20 years or whatever, so. Like, put a bit of money into something that can actually just more protect your wealth, I think. Yeah, I'd say, like, that's the inverse of the illiquid part of, like, real estate kind of yeah. isn't going anywhere minus 
burning down or whatever. Yeah, right? it can so, be a value lock. Yeah, in, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Well, like, uh, and you know, I've had landlord uh, clients before where, like, yeah, they, you know, they're it like cash flow positive, but it's a couple hundred bucks a exactly. month. Like you're not getting rich and on then, that, but they own it for like twelve years, and then. When, no mortgage or very little mortgage and even if it's like let's exactly. pretend like a 200 grand property but when you liquidize that like it's some pretty good income for your retirement i guess right yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah interesting what do you think of uh rentals for the purpose of airbnb them oh yeah i think that's that a appears pretty... to be an emerging thing as totally. far as i can tell i actually have a buddy of mine he uh he bought a bachelor suite downtown condo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Airbnbs it, like, gets tenants for about two weeks to four weeks. Like, they're more longer-term tenants. And he's clearing, like, over a grand, like, net profit per month. Like, after wow. paying his wow. Shit. Uh, See, I wouldn't have condo think... fees, Interesting. everything. Interesting. I wouldn't have thought Edmonton would have been a market for I that. I wouldn't have thought that either. Because you and I were discussing Montreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Montreal is, like, huge yeah. for that. Because yeah. I knew... Uh, Someone who bought a home in Airbnb, uh, it here he would Airbnb like just extra rooms he had and yeah, like yeah, make like yeah. really good money and stuff. Yeah. And uh, someone we used to work with had a condo downtown and like couldn't rent it out, so Airbnb it. And it was like I think it was uh, anyways a pretty cool condo building wherever it was, good location. And like he's like, yeah, I rent it out for like two or three weekends and I make the same as like monthly rent. So yeah. like, hmm. and this is way and people like treat it better and like really. Well, because it's almost like staying in a hotel and stuff, right? So, I've heard the actual inverse of that. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> of like people coming for, for the weekend and yeah. just yeah. fucking destroying yeah. the place. But then I guess you kind of have the recourse of like give them a bad Airbnb review so they can't Airbnb anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it's kind of like but... a social system. Same with Uber. Like you want to be polite to the guy and the guy wants to be polite to you. Like if you go to a city like Vancouver where there's no Uber, like I can't stand dealing with cabs there because like... It's never a good experience. It's yeah. not as personal as right. So hmm. yeah. They know you're coming back. There's only one cab service. Yeah, fuck right? yeah, I guess, right? So that's interesting. So yeah, one bedroom. So who it must be like business people who are doing typically two to four weeks. So exactly it'll be people like coming for a few weeks. Or like a do. contract or whatever they yeah. have. So, so hmm. rather than staying in a hotel. Huh. That's inter- actually that's interesting because if so it's a bachelor or like mm-hmm. a one bedroom? One bedroom. Okay. Because one bedroom sorry, are, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but one bedrooms are tr- kind of tricky, right? So exactly. like that actually could be a, but they're cheap. So you, that's probably a good way to get into it and yeah. evidently make some decent income yeah. off of that. Right? But I mean, so. it's a condo too, right? The yeah. risk is like, okay, bang, we're going to uh, assess you, read, redo all the windows because there's a water leak and everyone has or, to pay the. Or we're going to not allow Airbnb in the building. Is that a thing? That's a thing, man. Because really? condo boards can make the decision, yeah, right? Yeah. And tomorrow you're not allowed to be yeah. renting it on short term. I mean, like as an investor, you gotta like know who your board of directors is on the condo, mm-hmm. right? Or like yeah, the condo board, board of directors. yeah, right. Yeah. So <laughs> actually, like, I always tell people that because like everyone, number one, a condo board is volunteers, right? Exactly. And everyone wants to live in a well-managed condo, but no one wants to like do it. And yeah. it's like, well, you can go just like apply for it. Like a lot of people probably don't, right? Mm-hmm. There's probably like whatever the bylaws say is like the maximum or minimum allowed. Like, yeah, they're probably short on it, frankly, if yeah. anything, in a lot of places. My so. opinion about condos is you should probably own the fucking building. Yeah, like, oh, we'll, true. like a yeah. six. We'll do a ten-year anniversary like and uh, yeah. see how yeah. we're doing on that. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, pull us all back in and yeah. see what happens. But that's a hundred because I mean, you just have no control, right? Totally. You have a piece of a forty-unit building, right? And then there's thirty-nine other 
people that are, mm-hmm. I mean, they have a say in what mm-hmm. goes on, right? So, yeah. Yeah, that's a, I guess that's what it is, is it's sacrificing some control for the the pros are lower cost and all that stuff, right? Yeah, now. I mean, in, in theory mm-hmm. and in a perfect world, your cap rate would be higher. Yeah. So, yeah, no, the camera died. So, okay. I don't know. Okay. But, uh, but at that point, we've been going for a while here. I don't know. Do yeah. you have any other burning questions for Sean? I can't really think of any. Do you no. have any anything else you wanted to cover? No, I think it was good. Yeah, I talked a lot. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. That, that was awesome. And this was very interesting, actually, to me. So I think it's this is a wealth of knowledge, man. Yeah, like, this, this is, is this is cool, and it's cool because like to know someone more directly associated with us, right? Yeah, totally. And it lots of people are like, yeah, invest in real estate, et cetera, et cetera. But like it, it's all like it's to a degree. A pipe dream or like if for young people like us it's like just starting yeah right yeah so, totally yeah so yeah maybe we'll get you on in a while longer again and kind of see where you're doing sort of thing. yeah if we're still doing this in a year we'll yeah, get exactly. on and see yeah. how many more properties he's flipped yeah so, shit. Yeah. yeah plan b is to like as of now like i pay cash right it's on a line of credit mm-hmm. so okay. all yeah. my money's tied up on one property right so yeah. what i want to do is like get like I talked to a mortgage broker. She's like, to get a mortgage on each property doesn't really make sense because the banks are going to stop lending to you after you early exit yeah. each one. They're yeah, like, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, There's yeah, no money for it. Yeah. So I'm putting all this cash in, right? And I'm not leveraging this money as much. Whereas I could just be putting 20 down, 20 down, 20 mm-hmm. down, and yeah. then just be poning up the rental cost. Right? Yeah. Like my cash in would be like, 70% cheaper than what it is now. And I could be getting yeah, exactly. multiples on the same go. Hmm. Yeah, so. that's... Yeah, I guess... What would that look like? Yeah, because, you know, in theory... He's an ex-mortgage broker, by the way. Yeah. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So what, like, is there other products I could... See, that's use? what I was just kind of saying. Like, what other products would there really be? That's the issue. Because, right. yeah, that the reason mortgages are relatively easy is because what you're tying the loan to the home yeah. is a very like sturdy, tangible, will exactly. hold its value sort of thing, right? So, but yeah, if they, well, if you're doing 20% down, like I think most banks will lend it to you, but the first time you could they just will, do, then you, the second time they're like, well, we don't like you as a client. Well, no, the, it, well, not necessarily. Like if you do it on a one year, you could just do one year mortgages or two year mortgage to your terms, which are like, Lower interest rates, right? Yeah. But like, or sorry, higher, higher. interest. Rates. I was gonna say lower for, yeah. <laughs> for a shorter time. Yeah. What? <laughs> See, I, I don't know. I think, uh, like but because the, there's interest penalties too when exactly. you make a mortgage early. Yeah. So like I, if, I, I think, end of the day, like yeah, if you go to like the same lender like yeah. twenty times, they might be like, all right, it's this fucking Sean Thomas guy. Yeah. Again. We're not lending to him, right? But He's like making no money. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, in theory, they would make some money in that, right? Um, and as long as the numbers work on their end of things, like, yeah. plus, if it's a mortgage broker, you have however many lenders. Yeah. You could probably just go around until you burn That's all your bridges. That's what my one broker said. She's yeah. like, you can yeah. just keep going around mm-hmm. until, like, you go through them all. But that's not, like, well, the th- long term. The right? thought yeah. that I had is that you'll probably just have to pay a higher interest rate and go through some sort of, like, smaller yeah. lender. That's what I was going to assume. I yeah. would, yeah, but I think you can, you know... Based on what, in theory, I don't really see an issue with you doing that for now, sort of yeah. thing. Like, I don't think anyone's going to stop you on number two. Yeah. It might be, like, number, like, eight. Where well, they're like, well, hey, wait a minute. 20, yeah. per, 20% is 
fucking reasonable. Yeah. If you're doing it the five percent type no. of thing, that's that's not gonna happen. Well, okay. and then also because like, because people are like, oh yeah, you can find a mortgage broker who will do five percent. Like, you can purchase more than one home with five percent down, and just for whatever reasons, and there's ways around it. But like, that's one where they'll stop you quicker and be like, hey, hey, wait a minute, like you just did this last month, right? So, yeah. So if it's twenty percent down, but I don't think they care well, too much as long as the the biggest thing would have to be um uh well it's all about incomes too right exactly so so i wouldn't be able to get a mortgage myself yeah. so that I'm would self-employed be, yeah, and i don't have cosine, enough yeah, monthly the, income yeah. so i need so that would be yeah you're almost better off to go um yeah kind of private money or like and i mean like even like because there's like private lenders that are they'll have like 20 million in capital whatever, yeah right which is like relatively money lender well if anybody knows somebody with money you have the uh the guy right here so <laughs> so uh for a low rate yeah low low, <laughs> low low rate referral commission to long and hard podcast but, uh, no higher than 1.85 percent <laughs> uh, but like like a group of investors like Pooling their cash or something sort of like that. Yeah, so, I have yeah. a couple of buddies that have done that and actually built houses with it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, we're actually having them on the show next yeah. week. It's tricky. It's very tricky. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's probably a solution out there. I don't know. I I think it's something where it's not going to be like a publicly available product or like something where like it'll be like you walk into a bank and they'll give you a brochure yeah. about here's our short financing term. for yeah. yeah yeah for short term loans like that. Yeah. So yeah yeah. I mean, I'm just touching the surface. I want to oh, explore sure. different avenues for that. Well, I mean, if you've thought of it, I'm sure there's a product yeah. out there yeah. that exists. Yeah. I mean, the easiest, in from a textbook point of view, would be, like, line of credits, right, I guess? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But then it's hard to get, like, a $800,000 line exactly. of credit or whatever. And they'll typically, right? like, only, yeah. like, if you have a property, you can only pull, like, up to 80%, 80% right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to ask if you could... Yeah, it's use only a property your, yeah. yeah, which you can, yeah. but it is. Too but then it's also like, yeah, yeah. Uh, if that goes south, then it's like, okay, well, the yeah. current property is coming, but so yeah, you're yeah. gonna get fucked. Yeah. yeah, leverage to yeah. But that There'll is the thing Lehman with Brothers leverage. over there. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. A mini Lehman Brothers. No bailout for you though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. <laughs> And uh, check out my Instagram. So tell people where they can uh, find you. And it's on uh, house underscore flipping. Very original. Yeah. Yeah. And your your personal one is Sean Thomas? Or? Yeah. Just yeah. Sean Thomas. Awesome. I think it's Thomas underscore Sean on oh, okay. Instagram. Yeah. He's the nice. cool Thomas. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inverse. Yeah. Good name. Uh, Great name. Yeah. Solid. Solid name. Awesome. Well, yeah, no, check it out. Follow on Sean's uh, home flipping journey. It's pretty cool so far. So we'll. It's new. Yeah. Not a lot of content, but. <laughs> yeah. Keep it coming. Yeah, keep starting. it coming. Yeah, I appreciate having you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks, guys. It's, right. been, yeah. it's been a blast. And as always, you can follow the Long and Hard podcast at all of the regular podcasting channels. And uh, YouTube. We're big on YouTube now with our video content. Yeah, YouTube's going to so. be big with the video oh, stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I also play. We also use copyrighted music and i played a copyrighted clip in this show so uh no money there but at least we get views <laughs> right so all right we'll uh, keep it keep it hard and we'll uh we'll see you next week folks take care